welcome back to the CEO Wing Woman podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bowie. And you guys, I feel like a lot of the conversations we are having right now towards the end of the year are really gearing up for us to make these big changes in our business in the new year. And it's so funny. I was just chatting with my guests about how we can really do any of this stuff anytime, but a lot of us decide the new year is the time to do it. So if any of you guys are feeling this way, like you want a big update for your business in 2020, I literally just had to look at the year 2024. I cannot believe that. This is going to be a really good episode for you to listen to, to really see how to update your online presence, your visibility, your website in 2023 and 2024. You guys, I just did it again. Oh my gosh. 2024. So we are going to have a conversation with Samantha today. And what we are going to be talking about is why your website is so important how you can really leverage that in 2024 to find the clients that you are looking to work with, to give them the information they need about you. And you guys, I'm actually going to chime in a little bit as she speaks because I have had a big change in my website lately, and I'm excited to share how that's impacted my business. So I feel like I've rambled on long enough. So I'm going to give you her bio and we'll get started. So Samantha Mabe is a creative director and designer of Lemon and the Sea. She designs custom websites for expert service providers who desire to make a great first impression and convert right-fit leads faster. With her signature framework, Samantha has designed and customized websites for all different types of industries. When she's not digging into design and strategy, Samantha loves reading. Her goal is to hit 200 books this year. I admire that so much and I wish I could. Adventures with her kiddo and trying to keep up with her Netflix queue. I am so excited to welcome you here today. I'm excited to be here, Christy. Perfect. So I really want you to just start and give us, in your own words, how you got to where you are today and kind of what you do for people. Okay, so let's start to where how I started. I had planned since like middle school to be an architect, went to school for that, and then realized how much work it is to actually practice. <laughs> and I, I was just like, nope, I need to take a break. I ended up at a company doing their accounts payable, and then they realized that I had a graphic design background. I knew how to do all these programs, so they had me do their website and a lot of their marketing. And when my husband relocated to Virginia in 2015, I was not able to find any graphic design jobs. I didn't even get like a callback for an interview. And so I started freelancing and eventually found that what I love to do is website design specifically. So I don't do any of the other pieces anymore, but I really hone in on websites and I do websites for industry experts. So health and wellness professionals, coaches, consultants, people who are working with a client and they're really making a difference in their life and they need their website to bring in the right clients and just make their job easier so they're not always having to go out and market and be on social media and put in all that work and they can concentrate on client results. I love that. And I think that's very similar to, you know, what we hear from a lot of people. It's like, well, I didn't quite intend to do this, but then it kind of just found me. So I think this is perfect timing. And if our listeners listened to the episode a couple of weeks ago with Krista, you guys are going to see some similarities in how they approach things. And 
To start off, to give people kind of a frame of reference, can you explain what a role like yours would be in the kind of website creation or revamping process? And then maybe how that would differ from someone like Krista as a copywriter and how all these roles kind of intermingle. Sure. So my design, I swear I'm a website designer. You might have heard of web developers. So technically they're different. The designer is the one who lays it out and makes it all look pretty. The developer is the one who actually builds it. If you are building a website from scratch, most of the people listening do not need to do that. They're going to use a platform like Squarespace or WordPress or Kajabi. And so part of what I do is I design it to look pretty and then I actually go and build it on that platform for them. Got it. Okay. It's like there's so many different roles in all of this that sometimes I think we are, you know, we're reaching out about one thing when we really need another. Do you mostly work with people who have an existing website and want to revamp it? Or do you kind of see more of people getting their first website to get presence out there? Most of my clients are revamping an existing website or they are creating something new, but they've already been in business. So it's a new branch of their business. I have people reach out about creating a website when they're starting their business. And generally, my advice is to DIY it for a little bit, figure out exactly what service you're going to offer, who you're going to work with, and then make the investment because it is an investment of time and money, especially if you're starting the process from scratch and doing copy and branding and website design and the whole thing. And so you want to have enough information about what you do in your business to make it worth that investment. I think that's such good advice. I got my website done while I was still working full time and was planning on leaving. And I don't regret it at all because I think for where I was positioning myself, I needed a website. However, I have gone in, made changes, made edits, updated my service like more than you would know. And I I completely relate with that advice. It's like you, when you were first starting, probably don't know exactly what you want to do as a service. And I'm one and three quarters ish years in, and we're still nailing that out. So I I think that's absolutely normal. So working with people who start to do a website revamp, when do you see that being a time that it is useful for people? It seems like it's usually about three to five years in business. But really what they're doing is they have gotten tired of having to manage all the tech. Their website is not bringing in the clients they want. It doesn't reflect their personality. And so they want to just hand it over to somebody else. They've gotten to a point where they know this is the offer. These are the people that I serve. And I just want somebody to take over the actual work of putting it together so that I have something that looks professional, is easy for people to use, and is actually going to help grow my business without me having to go in and feel like I have to edit and tweak all the time. Yeah. And I think that makes a lot of sense for people who are in, I know you mentioned kind of the service provider experts, who is also a lot of our listener base. So as someone who is kind of an expert in this field, you were putting off this aura of, I know exactly what I'm doing. This is who I am. This is who I serve. And I just wanted to share a little bit of my experience on this lately. I went and did kind of, so I had my website built. Then about a year and a half in, I was like, this is just not who I am. Like as a service writer, like I 
I'm attracting clients who want the commodity of what I do, not like the vibe of what I do. And I don't know a better way to say that. And I went in and I changed all of my branding. I changed a lot of my website. And you guys, my leads have doubled. And every single time I get on the call with somebody, it has been something, oh, I saw this on your website or your website really called me in. I redid you know, I went all in. I haven't redone copywriting yet, but I redid the design, the branding, the photos. And I really found firsthand that this was helping my conversion. And I actually think what helped me or what really convinced me, like this was the right move. I was hiring for a very pivotal employee in my business recently. And when she came to the interview, the person who I ended up hiring, she said, I looked at your website and I absolutely love what you're about. I want to help you build this business. And it just was so evident that like the way I'm portraying myself online is so wholly like the client I want to attract that it's changed the game for me. So I kind of just want to throw that out there as a testament to what she's saying is so true. And like, I've seen it in practice. Yeah. I think so many of us start off when we do our first website, however it gets done. We feel like we need to be professional. We need to look like everybody else. We need to fit in because that's what we see. And it's not until we really step into who we are and recognize it doesn't matter what personality you put out there. There are clients that are looking for that. You just have to be willing to put that out there. I recently talked with um, a coach and she said, I need my website to let people know that when they get on a session with me, I might swear that my 12 month old grandson might walk into the office. That is part of the way I do business. And I don't want people who are not going to be okay with that. I love that. So looking at this website being a tool to really convey our personality and our ideal client, what are some things that are kind of must-haves and whether we're looking at maybe the front page of a business or or a website or multiple pages, like what do you think are absolute must-haves there? I think the number one thing to start with is what do you want somebody to do when they get on your website? So what is that goal? Is Usually for if you're a service provider, it's getting on some kind of call or applying to work with you. And then we're going to build everything out from there. And We're going to use language and images and design and color to convey your personality and your brand and the way you work with people so that it moves the right people forward. And the people who aren't going to be a good fit can see that really quickly and go find somebody else to work with. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. And one thing that I learned in this whole process is you really, really, really have to guide people to the right place. I went into this whole process, and this is going to sound terrible, but as a business owner, I was just like, people are smart. Like, if they want to work with me, they'll find the button, they'll book the call. It's like herding cattle until this one, oh, click this button. (laughs) And I added a apply to work with me button on my website. Like, you could also go to my homepage, book a call. You could go to services, book a call. But I added a apply to work with me on the front page. And I actually have on the back end, I have different lead pages so I can see like where the inquiry came from. Every person uses this apply to work with me button. And just by, you know, having someone who told me, hey, who is an expert in kind of like how to design this website saying, hey, you really need to guide people here adding this website or adding this button. It really changed the game. So it's 
so important to really think. I don't want to say don't give your clients credit because I don't think it's dumb. But in this world, I found you really, really have to guide people to do what you want them to do. Yeah, they're busy. They're distracted. They don't want to take a lot of time to figure out what you offer and whether it's a good, good fit. And so our job is to lay out the website in a way that it's going to give them enough information to make a decision without giving them so much that it overwhelms them and then make it very, very clear what you want to do. So a button like apply to work with me, especially on your homepage in that above the fold top section is going to catch people's eye. It's going to be very clear that it's going to say, oh, okay, I have to fill out this application. It tells them it's going to be like a one-on-one service. And that is going to be much more effective than having them go through, okay, go to my homepage and then go to a services page and then go to this other services page where they have to figure out exactly which tier they want to be part of. And then you want them, It we have to make it easy for them to know if you're a right fit. And then most of us are going to get on a call with them anyway. And so we can kind of guide them from there into, okay, we actually need you to be in this tier instead of the one you thought, or maybe this other service is better. Our goal is to get them on that call so that then we can make sure it's a value match, a personality match, and get them to the right place. So if the goal here is a lot of people are so busy, and from my experience, they're kind of pressing that button on the homepage once they think they're interested in working with me. How many pages should we have? Should we have pages of service and contacts and all of this other things? Or do we just kind of need a one pager for people to potentially apply to work with us? You need more than one page for a couple reasons, partly because we're building out that journey so that we can give them enough information and partly because if you only have one page on your website, Google doesn't really like that very much. So it's going to hurt your search result. So what I tell people is have a homepage where you're kind of introducing them to your service. You're giving them the different options. That's a great place to highlight if you have a podcast or a blog to send people there. You want an about page that's going to talk about you, but also how you work with people and like why you're the right fit. Have that services page where you, I like to have the services page talk about services overall. And then if you have something that's more specific. So if you had bookkeeping and then CFO services, they might need a little bit more information about those. You can have sub pages for those and then have your contact page where you've got the form and the email and everything for them to actually get in touch. I also like if people can have some kind of blog or podcast just so that they're putting out content for search engines and SEO. Yeah, it sounds like it's a lot there, but I think the thing we have to remember is like different people and consumers are going to consume things differently. I am a person, if I go to your website and I can't like see exactly what services you're going to offer, what price points those are going to be, like I'm not going to waste my time on a phone call with you because I have absolutely no idea if it's close to the right thing for me. I also know some people who will just click, you know, apply to work. Let's get on a call and see. So I think that you have to understand. And I think this is the first step, like you mentioned, is over the first few years of your business, really learning who that consumer is for you. And if there is one personality trait they fall into, we can maybe go that way. I, interestingly enough, have not really found one specific buyer type in my business, despite having similar services and similar people. And so I think There are places where we have to 
plan for the wide range of people that might want to see all these different things. Yes. Yeah. And people make decisions differently. And so if you can have those more detailed pages about your services, some people are going to go and they're going to read that entire page, like top to bottom. And some people are going to look at your homepage and go, oh, I think that's a good fit. They offer what I want. They're going to hit the apply now button. I personally, um, I'm going to dig into every detail that you could possibly give me because I want the answers. But there are people that work with me, that work with you, that all they've got to see is like a couple of things and then they're ready to go. So I think a lot of people have the impression, and we've heard it said from social media lately, that social media can be like your lead funnel to clients. What do you have to say to that? And why would you recommend that not be your only place? I am not a fan of that advice because we live in a world where people are going to want to see a website. That gives you so much credibility as a business owner. It shows people that you are a real business owner, that you're still doing business. It helps in search results. Google will display like Instagram and that kind of stuff. But your website is where you really get to communicate everything about your business and not just that one sentence bio. And if your listeners have ever gone to learn more about working with anybody, they've probably gone to find their website. Whether they got a recommendation in a Facebook group, they found them on Instagram, they searched for them in Google, ultimately they're landing on your website and that is where they're going to make the decision about working with you. I absolutely think so. And like you mentioned, just from a perception thing, this sounds probably not very kind, but it's like if I find somebody in there like, here, go to this, you know, little thing I've thrown together or my Instagram and DM me about working with me. I'm sorry, I'm not taking you seriously. And as someone who is now in a point in business where it's like, I'm willing to invest significant amounts of money for the right thing. If I don't see that you're taking your business more seriously, then send me an Instagram DM. Sorry, it's not happening. (laughs) Like, that's just kind of where we are. And for, you know, for you, for me, for all our listeners listening who like we're in it to build a dang business, not like make some money on the side. Like, I really think that that should be your perception of like, I need people to take me seriously. I want people to want to work with me and to see that I am taking this seriously. I've also seen visible proof as I see a lot of financial data from clients. You can charge more when people take you seriously. When they're having a little chat with a friend in an Instagram DM, they're going to be like, wait, that's so much money. And we just don't even want to open the door for this conversation. Yeah. And you may find, and I think people are not wrong when they say, I can sell from my DMs. But those are people you have built trust with in a for a long time. And they've probably already gone to your website anyway before they agree to buy in a DM conversation. So it's a it's a little bit of kind of a bait and switch when people tell you, oh, I sell everything for my DMs because that's not a random person found you and they're ready to buy from you the next day. Yeah, you've had your website that is like the authority building in the background. And that's kind of propped you up to be able to do this. But I don't, I think you're right. Like, it's not just like we did just social media. So 
And I know you mentioned that people tend to want a revamp, maybe like three to five years in. If we either get our website professionally done or have a revamp done, is that like a set it and forget it type thing? Or should we be revisiting? How often should we be maintaining this kind of stuff? I like to revisit the overall website once a year. So what I would say is once a year, go in, look at your copy, look at your prices. Do you need to update your headshot? Because like your haircut has completely changed those sorts of things. And that's going to be a little bit more time consuming. You're just going to because because you're looking at everything and making some changes. I like to also go in once a quarter and just make sure that the design looks the way it's supposed to. Check it out on your mobile device. Make sure that it's working. Make sure you don't have any links that are broken. And then once a month, it's nice to check your analytics data for the website just to make sure you're getting traffic and you're seeing kind of those trends over time. That's the best way to dive in there and see what's happening. And then you can look at it long term to say, okay, over time, I'm seeing more traffic or over time. Most people are finding me because they've searched for these specific keywords. Is that actually what I want to be known for? And then when you come around to that yearly update, maybe you change out some of the language to match the keywords you actually want to be found for. Perfect. That's such good advice. And I definitely think as we near the end of the year, this is kind of a perfect time for really reevaluating this full year website, right? sit in front of your TV with a holiday movie on and just crank through. That is my vibe right now, like sitting with a movie on in the background, like just cranking through this kind of stuff. And hopefully it is still hot as heck here, but hopefully it'll be nice and cool out and get all the vibes. But just sit down and make sure you are going through this to really, really set yourself up for the new year in 2024. There, I said it correctly. (laughs) So is there anything kind of on the landscape of what websites are looking like or any big changes you're seeing that our listeners should be aware of kind of going into the new year of business? Are you seeing any design schemes or anything that we should stay in the loop with? I think the biggest shift that we have been seeing is to include more video on your website. So That can be testimonials. That might be a video of you talking about things. Sometimes it's as small as having some of your animations and icons be moving instead of just being static. It's certainly not required, but we know that video builds trust with people. And so if we can start to include a little bit of of that on our website, I think we're going to see those results. We just have to make sure we do it in a smart way, that it's not overwhelming and it's not messing up people's overall experience of the page. I love that. And I think it's so innovative to just kind of be one step ahead of where really where the world and consumer buying decisions are going. Because I have heard a video a lot lately, but it's not something I've yet thought about for my website. So I love hearing about that. Well, we are running low on time already. I cannot believe it. But before we close out, was there any kind of last tidbit that you wanted to give our listeners about their website, about kind of what they should be thinking of, or just any other advice? I think the number one website tip I can give somebody is you're listening to this podcast on a phone. When you're done, go to your website on your phone and just scroll through and see what it looks like and make notes of any changes. But that is a quick and easy way 
you're getting at least 40% of your traffic on a mobile device. So make sure people are seeing what you want them to. Uh, I love that. Sometimes that mobile switch just doesn't work properly. And honestly, it can make you look really stupid. So (laughs) just make sure you are presenting yourself wisely online. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I feel so empowered to kind of go make these big changes to start off the new year with a refreshed website and really use that to get the clients that we absolutely want. So if our listeners want to find you, work with you, learn more from you, where can they do that? So my website is lemonandthesea.com and I'm on Instagram at lemonandthesea. It's pretty easy to find me because it's a unique name. And then I do have a free download that's five minute updates for a higher converting website that you can get at lemonandthesea.com slash five updates. Amazing. I think we all have five minutes to do that. (laughs) I would seriously hope even on your busiest day. So go ahead, you guys get that download and make sure that you are fully optimizing your website to have the best year you can with your website doing the work for you. So thank you so much, Samantha, for being here. And to our CEO listeners, I am so thankful you were here and listened. If you have any feedback, want to talk with us, or just have requests for future show recommendations, let me know in the comments. We are watching and seeing what you guys want to hear and constantly making updates. So I love hearing from you and cannot wait to see you again next week. (laughs) 